0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The highly contagious Delta variant of COVID-19 has been detected in New Jersey. That should be followed up with, dum-dum-dum. I'm not saying it isn't highly contagious. I am saying I'm disgusted by the idea they call it the Delta variant. They changed the names of the variants because they wanted you to buy into the idea that calling it the Wuhan virus was bigoted or racist, which it never was. And they knew it never was, considering all the things we call Spanish flu and dengue fever and things like this. So they had to change it in order to have everybody buy in to the same nonsense narrative. I'm more focused on science than other people, maybe. I don't want this. You call it Delta. Is this the UK variant? Is this a South African variant? Is this a Brazilian variant? Where is it from? Oh, that's right. It was first detected in India in December. It's B1.617.2. It's in at least 80 countries. Am I to believe that the vaccine that many people have taken will not help them with the variant? I didn't say they won't get COVID. Nothing's 100% effective. But will it reduce the symptoms According to the UK, it spreads more easily than COVID. So for what reason should I wear a mask? Because it won't stop COVID as it is. It doesn't stop SARS-CoV-2. For in what way would it stop a variant? And is a variant enough of a reason for you to shut it all down again when we already have the studies that show that shutdowns did not help? There is a science conversation within all of this, and none of it, none of the decisions, all of it will be based on fear, none of it will be based on science, all of it will be based on doing the same things that didn't help us before. Ignorant, foolhardy people engaged in ignorant, foolhardy concepts, refusing to recognize the basic premise of humanity. Yep. Now let's get to work. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Uh, I, I am outraged. Now, I will admit to you, I've got a couple things on my head. I will tell you something dumb that's bothering me. I had to order business cards. I was going to an event needed business cards and ordered them too late and just paid a ridiculous amount for shipping. Very, very bothered by that. So I'm wondering, I mean it's that it's it's, it's it's a little thing, right? It's business cards. I'm talking about the delta variant and Covid and the future of humanity. Me, I paid an extra thirty dollars for shipping because you were late because I was late. I mean, because kind of- I need them at a certain time, right? this is this is what I need to have happen and and because I didn't order them last week, like I should have shame on me. So you, that's you you built that frustration in yourself, right yeah, that 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 happens. So I'm wondering if I'm allowing that frustration to to move over to this, but maybe not. Nah. We are trying to get people fear-based. Oh, you've got got the variant. You're gonna need that vaccine now. Is that why we're talking about variants in this way? To pressure people into getting vaccines? To pressure children into getting the vaccine? Well, look, with these variants, we can't send them back to school unless they are fully vaccinated. You can already hear it. You know this is coming if it's not already there. It is so hard to believe these people. And when they take Anthony Fauci and they draw a caricature of him as a lifeguard and put it on New Yorker magazine, America's lifeguard, stop it. Fauci has been more of a problem than he has been a help so we understand dr fauci did not uh uh, take the world health organization to task dr fauci did not create a vaccine nothing all he did was give a series of statements that made you question wait what did he just say wait doesn't that go against what he said just the other day and every single other day he had a reason why you didn't understand oh america's lifeguards i mean that's just maybe that's got me all sorts of riled up just how gross it is at butler university they are going to require vaccines now i'd ask the question well didn't we just go through this with indiana university but butler is a private institution so maybe they have different rules you are not allowed to ask someone's vaccine status Right? And IU uh, being different than than Butler, Indiana University being different than Butler, uh, they're not allowed to ask. They can request that you get vaccinated, but they can't ask if you've been vaccinated. The Attorney General, uh, Todd Rikita, got in on this and said you can't do it. Now, maybe Butler has different rules. But Butler University has already let you know that people with medical, religious and, quote, strongly held personal convictions, unquote, can request exemptions, which will be reviewed on a case by case basis. So it seems to me that anybody can say I'm not getting vaccinated. And when the university says, well, we don't accept your uh, you know, request. All right. That's the lawsuit. You're going to pay $60,000 a year to end up suing the institution that you paid to go to. May I suggest online for another year? Why go back? No, you don't need college in order to be a fully formed person. No, you don't need college in order to know how to deal with other people. It's not like you're locked up in your room, even though there are many government officials who may want you to be. I think Butler's making a grand mistake here. But there are plenty of people who will just go along with it. Oh, they're happy to go along with it. And remember, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have no issue with the vaccine whatsoever. No, it is not tracking you. No, it doesn't have traces. You know, it's not going to be magnetized or whatever the case may be. Do you think it matters that it has FDA approval? That's what we're trusting, FDA approval? We don't trust government, but we want government approval. Man, that's a weird argument. I'm gonna leave that to others. I don't think Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson are putting their reputations on the line for a lie. I just don't see it. I think they actually figured it out. And by the way, I've got Trump on my side who said get vaccinated. I'm not anti-vax, go ahead, do it. Wait, you don't wanna do it? All right, don't do it. Parents who don't want their 12 year old being vaccinated, oh, I understand them. Kids survive this and it's our kids. So maybe we're gonna hold off. And maybe that holding off, as we discussed with Joe Biden, uh, you know, the acknowledgement that he wanted seventy percent of Americans to have at least one shot by by uh, Independence Day. Otherwise, we'd have to lock down again. But it's not happening, and we're not locking down again because he knows he can't get away with that. And the in, the 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 inoculation rate has has slowed. The people who wanted the vaccine got the vaccine. Other people, are like, oh, I don't know, eh, maybe. You know what I've decided? You know what I've decided against. And so it slowed up. Certainly parents are like, all right, let me hold off. Let's see what goes on here. I don't think I'm going to get my kid done right away. No, no, no. It doesn't affect kids. It's fine. This isn't polio. Polio, people would be standing on other people's heads to get the vaccine first. It's not what we have here. But now you bring up the variants. You got the Delta variant. And I I guess you have an Alpha, Beta, and a a Gamma uh, variant as well. I mean, how else do you get the Delta Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, capital, the mu, nu, phi, omicron, sigma, pow, sigma, tau, upsilon, phi, chi, psi, omega. What? Wait, they call it, why do they call it delta? I, I, why do they call it the delta variant? I don't know. Oh. I honestly, like, don't make fun of me. I thought it was because it was found on, like, a delta airline. No. 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 First detected in India. I, they call it the delta because they don't want to say an India variant. Oh. Because that's, somehow that's bigoted. That's lame. Of course, it's, it's pathetic. These people are so woke. And when you're woke, you are not science. But I think they're pushing it. I think they're absolutely pushing it to push the idea that you have to get your kids uh, vaccinated. You have to get vaccinated. Oh, it's so important. And I don't think any of it is science-based at all. I don't think Butler's being science-based at all. I think Butler's being irrational. Not the first time I thought so. But just because I think they're being irrational doesn't mean they're going to stop being irrational. This is, for so many people, what they want to do. But is it science-based? Butler University is saying what they want to create is herd immunity. I can appreciate such a thing. That that's what you would want. But... Does a 23-year-old really have to get the vaccine? Now, that's the exact conversation that Joe Rogan had on his podcast and got ripped apart. I never understood why he was ripped apart for that. I thought it was a legitimate conversation. And a 23-year-old might decide, I don't want this. And a 19-year-old, and we're talking about a college campus, may decide, I don't want this. I haven't determined whether or not younger generations – younger generations, listen to me are, – are, are more okay with the vaccine than, than others. So, you know, you, you take a millennial who's in his late 20s, and uh, a producer Ari, not not discussing you specifically, but your your friend group, uh, did they all get vaccinated or was it a mix? Um, mostly vaccinated, yeah. I'd say 90% vaccinated. And you think that's also true of uh, Gen Z? Oh,
1: I couldn't speak to that.
0: But I mean, is it that they have more faith in government or less caring about these things?
1: I think it's one of those things where we are a much more conformist generation where if people say you have to do this, we will do it. So, yes, I would say Gen Z probably is more vaccinated than... Other generations—the
0: generation that wants days off, the generation that doesn't want to show up in the office, the generation that doesn't believe in home ownership—they're the conformists. In terms of like government telling you what to do, yeah. Well, man, and and also the generation that drinks less alcohol—you guys got it all wrong. Well, that's it's uh, definitely not me. <laughs> Hey, but, it, but it is true. Uh, the, the non-alcoholic spirits and, and non-alcoholic cocktails uh, through the roof. Absolutely through the roof uh, for your generation. So maybe they're all going to do it anyway, and that's the way it's going to be, and, and these, these rules mean nothing. It only matters uh, to Gen Xers, maybe. Maybe it only matters to boomers that look at this and go, what is going on here? But it's so obvious that we're trying to create this, this society of fear. And there is nothing attractive. Nothing attractive about the fear society at all. It's not the Delta variant. In that case, they're using narrative as opposed to science. So it's fear as opposed to science and it's narrative as opposed to science. It's the Spanish flu. I don't think we should hold it against Spain. Because it's also not from Spain. That's a whole other story. I'm Tony Katz. Feeling my bones. It goes electric baby when I turn it on All my city. Police union survey finds morale awful as IMPD pushes to hire more cops. Is anyone surprised? Anyone? Anywhere? Bueller? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today always good to be with you guys. Who could be surprised? That uh, the FOP, Fraternal Order of Police, did a survey finding that close to 90% said morale was awful in the department. No doubt. You treat them like garbage. You hate on them. You have a society hating on them. And not a single elected official has said out loud with clarity... We're going to make sure we have the best police department in America. And we're going to make the changes that are necessary. And we're going to give the support every day. That's all it takes. I will not tell you that I have had unlimited numbers of conversations with police officers. Rather, the conversations have been limited. I haven't had many. But no one I have spoken to, nor any story anecdotally that I have heard, has cops saying, oh, we're never going to change. There's no conversation like that that exists. But when you don't have their back, that's the story. That's the issue. You don't have their back. I was on uh, Fox News the other day. I I think I shared this yesterday. And I had this conversation with Griff Jenkins about Portland Riot Police, right? It's a squad within the police department. They they resigned en masse from the riot police. They kept their jobs as as police officers just from this, this squad because one of them got indicted for really doing their job and I made this point. They're also up in my beloved Indianapolis and shootings are up in Indianapolis. The crime is become a problem that's an everyday conversation on my radio shows and across the city. But when we go back to what Christina was, was reporting on, that police didn't sign up to have Molotov cocktails thrown at them and this, that and the other. Well, when you sign up for the riot police, that is what you signed up for. What you didn't sign up for was it to happen 75 days in a row and a city not only be OK with police being treated like this, but actively endorse it. And their resignation is much more, it seems to me, outsider looking in than just this wrong indictment of this officer in this case, because all cases are different and have to be investigated as such. This is much more the police saying, if you don't have our back, what's the point of us going on? You don't care about this city at all. You certainly don't care about us. I said that on Saturday. In this story about uh, the survey from the Fraternal Order of Police the quote is people will die for something they will not die for nothing and when they see politicians decriminalizing the criminals while at the same time de-policing the police and furthermore dehumanizing and demoralizing those that are already doing the job they don't want to come here and do it that's accurate that's absolutely correct i said the same just days earlier so they know they need more cops according to mayor joe hogg said he wants to bring in and and, and swear in uh, 1,750 sworn officers they've got the money to do so but they can't find the people well of course you can't find the people you hate them and when you see a city county council and others going after the police and you the mayor don't speak in favor of the police they have only one thing left to think you hate them too When you allow this general orders committee in Indianapolis, in Marion County, that puts civilians in charge, civilians who know nothing and have their own radical political bents, you're telling them something, that their jobs are always on the line for doing what they were trained to do. This Portland riot officer was trained in how to use a baton and push someone down who was getting back up, who was already interfering with an arrest didn't jab, didn't strike, pushed, got indicted for uh, uh, excessive force. 75 plus days of rioting in, in Portland. And, and, and a mayor and a, and a city that doesn't have their back, that act, that actively hates them. So I'm not surprised that Indianapolis cops feel the same way from a city county council and from a mayor's office that actively hate them. Or at least one could say that is absolutely the perception they've allowed to go out there. From a community that hates them and from elected officials who are too afraid of that community to speak up in favor of a solid police force and solid policing. Which can involve changes. Of course it can. I'm not even arguing that it shouldn't. But if the mayor is upset that he can't find the people, the mayor has to accept the fact that he's part of the problem. And a huge part of it, and that city county council, those elected officials who hate police and are willing to side with the people who are saying, let's be brutal towards cops. I'm Tony Counts. It really burns the political left that people like Senator Kirsten Cinema will not do away with the filibuster. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Tony Katz today, Facebook, Tony Katz, radio, parlor, Instagram, Twitter at Tony Katz. She's a Democrat from Arizona. She's been interesting. She has an op-ed in The Washington Post where she says she's going to protect the Senate filibuster. She writes, and I'm quoting, It's no secret that I oppose eliminating the Senate's 60-vote threshold. I held the same view during three terms in the U.S. House and said the same after I was elected to the Senate in 2018. If anyone expected me to reverse my position because my party now controls the Senate, they should know that my approach to legislating in Congress is the same whether in the minority or majority. She continues by saying once in a majority... It is tempting to believe you will stay in the majority, but a Democratic Senate minority used the 60-vote threshold just last year to filibuster a police reform proposal and a COVID relief bill that many Democrats viewed as inadequate. Those filibusters were mounted not as an attempt to block progress, but to force continued negotiations toward better solutions. She's making the argument for the filibuster and most importantly making the argument for why when the Republicans were in power and President Trump said get rid of the filibuster. Republicans stood up and said no and 31 Democrats signed on to that letter. This is Dick Durbin senator senate leadership uh democrat from illinois in
1: 2018.
0: what about that nuclear option doing
1: away with the filibuster well i can tell you that would be the end of the senate as it was originally uh, devised and created going back to our founding fathers uh we have to acknowledge a respect for the minority and that is what the senate tries to do in its composition and in its procedure
0: but now he's all in favor of getting rid of the filibuster the brutal, radical hypocrisy. Which surprises none of us because we understand exactly how power hungry these people are. And, what's, and what does he say now? Well, Senator McConnell taught me that I was wrong. He managed to use and abuse the filibuster so many times and stop the Senate in its track. why because he he uses it properly to stop you so when it's stopping you it's bad when you're stopping somebody else it's good allow me to celebrate kirsten cinema some more who says the tool is useful for a body like the senate it must remain and remember you're in the majority today you could be in the minority tomorrow but trust us, when before they get uh, back into the minority, they'll put the filibuster back. If Chuck Schumer could, Chuck Schumer would create a law today that says Republicans are not allowed to vote on things. That, that's what he would do. I mean, we, we, we have discussed in, 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 in earnest what's going on with, with voting rights. And this whole vote that they're going to have on S-1 which is the For the People Act, which is this rather large, as they describe it, government takeover. And they they claim they're going to protect the vote. They're not protecting the vote. They're not protecting the vote. Monmouth University poll, 80% of Americans support photo ID in order to vote. 91% of Republicans, 87% of independents, 62% of Democrats, 77% of white voters... 84% of non-white voters and 81% of those with an income under $50,000. And Schumer is now finding that even though he is bringing this to, uh, to the Senate floor, he doesn't have the support. It doesn't stop him from making outrageous claims.
1: My Republican friends are fond of saying they just want to make it easier to vote and harder to cheat in an election. But when you look at what they're actually doing, it's spectacularly obvious that Republicans are making it harder to vote and easier to steal an election. The big lie that started with Donald Trump is infecting them, infecting them. Lies don't matter. And they don't matter when it comes to the sacred process of elections. Free, open, fair elections where everyone has an opportunity to vote.
0: How can you have fair elections if you don't actually know who's voting? And did you hear that part at the end?
1: Process of elections. Free, open, fair elections where everyone has an opportunity to vote.
0: I, let me say for the record, I do not want an opportunity for everyone to vote. Rather, by the way, that's where they're going to cut it off and use that quote against me. They'll, they won't get to the rather part. Rather, I want everyone to vote who has the right to vote No 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 no. Chuck Schumer is very okay if people who don't have the right to vote vote. How do I know this? He doesn't believe in having voter ID laws. He doesn't believe in the states being able to take people off the voter rolls. Georgia just took a hundred thousand people off the voter rolls. I don't know. I'd say about nine months too late but people who shouldn't be on the voter rolls anymore need to be removed you got to keep things clean you got to keep things up to date that makes perfect sense to rational people but chuck schumer doesn't believe this and chuck schumer is pushing a bit of legislation that gives massive power to the federal government and takes power away Uh, From the states, and he's using any means necessary to move his message.
1: Republican legislatures are making it easier to own a gun than to vote. Republican legislatures are making... Can we just stop
0: for for, for a a second? It should be. It should be easier to own a gun than to vote. I put forth to you in the history of the world, more damage has been done with an election than with a gun. Come at me, bro. Or or lack of elections. Elections have done more to damage America or damage the world or create a, a strife than guns. Guns have saved more people. Wait, no, elections have saved plenty of people. The very idea that we think that this conversation is even allowable is nonsense. The Second Amendment allows me to carry a firearm. And states like Texas and others, by the way, uh, someone should add Greg Abbott to the whole list of people running for president. I know it's too early. I don't disagree. But Greg Abbott, Governor of Texas, I mean there's a whole write-up in Politico uh about tip of the spear. And it's all about what Greg Abbott is doing. Uh, he's restricted the teaching of critical race theory, allows Texans to carry handguns without a license, bringing lawmakers back in a special special session to pass legislation regarding voting, um and uh he's going to build his own border border wall because Biden doesn't do anything about the border. That's a guy running for president, we should be clear. He should be in that conversation, but it's all too early. But back to the guns, I want to make sure I'm clear. Because you can have a great conversation on this. When people like Chuck Schumer say it's easier to get a gun than to vote, the Second Amendment is very clear that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You should not have to have a license from your state in order to carry. None of that stops background checks from happening on a federal level. You just don't need a license to do it. And since it is a right enumerated in the Constitution, number two in the Bill of Rights, why why should I somehow think that it's a problem, that it's easier to get a gun than to vote? When I purchase a firearm, I have to prove who I am. I have to prove who I am. The licensing requirement of the state is not the conversation about the background check where you have to prove who you are and you have to fill out the form under penalty of perjury. You shouldn't have to do the same when you vote. You want to actually have and engage this conversation? Being able to vote is extremely important. And I believe the voting process should be as easy as possible. I didn't say easy. I don't think you should have to jump through extra hoops. I don't think we should put up roadblocks. If you're going to have early voting, which I detest, have early voting in all the places. Let people show up and vote. If your argument is, well, too many of some kind of people vote early voting and that hurts my side, well, have a better message, baby. Don't tell me about your problems. But if in that conversation you think an ID is an impediment and a roadblock, not only are you wrong, but you should be dismissed. If you need an ID to buy a gun, you need an ID to vote. makes perfect sense to me getting rid of licensing requirements in texas to allow uh open carry or constitutional carry that's not about making it easier that's about taking away the impediment that never should have been there in the
1: first place you still need an id republican legislatures are making it easier to own a gun than to vote Republican legislatures are making it harder to vote early, harder to vote by mail, harder to vote after work. They're making it a crime to give food or water to voters waiting in long lines.
0: They don't need food or water. Tell them to bring their own damn food or water. If someone passes out or dies of starvation while voting, that's the way it went. They should have brought themselves a snack. Maybe some trail mix. That's dark. It's fact. What an illogical thing, a gross thing for Chuck Schumer to say. They stand online and they might die because they forgot their bottle of water. Get your own bottle of water. Bring it with you. I don't want to worry about that. I reject it. I reject that it's an actual problem. It's a lie made up by liars to try and get other people to say, well, it isn't." what's wrong with giving them a bottle of water? What are you doing? You think, you think that this is, this is a, a value, what it is you're bringing forward? It's garbage. It's absolute garbage. Now, I'll solve for you harder to vote after work. How about a 24-hour voting cycle? 24 hours to vote in. That way people can vote anytime, day or night. Midnight to midnight, that's election day. Let's go to work. And no state can announce their results until every single state has, has voted. When all the polls are closed, then you can announce results. It's a simple plan. Harder to vote by mail? Good. This vote by mail stuff was ridiculous. Oh, we have to vote by mail. Coronavirus. You lied. And you lied and we saw the results of it. You're the kind of fools who want to vote by app. Oh, I'll just pull up my phone and vote. What could go wrong? You, of course you do, Producer Ari. Man's never heard of a hacker a day in his life. Oh, I love the idea. I
1: don't think it's practical.
0: Chuck Schumer is engaged in an ugly conversation. But let me go back to the beginning so at least my, I, I, I'm clear. Are we going to pretend that people haven't done damaging things with the vote? Everybody who voted for Joe Biden has done more damage than I have ever done owning a firearm. That is my thesis. Come at me. I'm Tony Katz.
1: them stuck in
0: the middle so I'm gonna need some help deciphering uh, you want you want to talk about the, the the weakest part of my game Medicare Medicaid <laughs> it, it is I, I it, it's just the 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 weakest part of my game it always has been. what do you mean your game like like in, in everything I discuss politically and everything I discuss culturally is it's it's an area that i'm I'm it's one of my weakest areas. All right, fair enough. Uh, and so I looked at this number and I said, I don't know what to make of it. Medicaid during covid reached seventy four million people seventy four million Americans are covered via Medicaid. From February 2020 through January 2021, so a full 12 months, Medicaid enrollment climbed by almost 10 million. And the problem that I see is that very often for elected officials and for the politically woke and progressives, They see the efficacy of a government program based on how many people use it. They don't want to see less people using it so it's no longer necessary. They want to see everybody using it. That's how they value programs. So they look at this, they see Medicaid is just great. It's a 15% spike, and as it is described by the Washington Post... Um, they People signed up last year, but there was a rule change that was put in for the coronavirus relief law. It gave states extra federal money to cover what were the anticipated uh, ballooning Medicaid costs. In exchange, states needed to promise they would not remove anyone from the Medicaid rolls until the federal government ended the public health emergency. So people said, ooh. They will cover the cost. They can't get rid of me. Let's jump on. And so that was a 15% spike. So 63 million Americans are on Medicare, and we now have 74 million Americans on Medicaid. Tell me how the country is doing well. I mean... No, 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 no. Uh, my my father, since I am a child, has been asking this question. You have a society of a hundred people. Fifty people work at the hospital, and fifty people are patients in the hospital. Who pays the electric bill in the second month?
1: I mean that's a very effective straw man, but it's,
0: it's not a straw man. It's here. I want to know how this brings us a better society. I want to know where the benefit of this is. Not helping people who need help, but this idea of government program and just taking people in because it's easier than than hard choices. More tomorrow, everyone. Take care.